0: Welcome to another edition of the Pioneer Perspective. As always, my name is Brad, otherwise known as Brad Sever, and I am joined by Alex, Mr. Lockthwaite himself. He just saw a Barbie movie over in the Dutchlands. He is not the Flying Dutchman, as we established last time we were on the show. Alex, how are you? I'm good. Tired. Very
1: tired. I think you're the same. Me too. Uh, I've got yeah. summer holiday in a week. Um, <clears throat> I've been doing so much work on the house my girlfriend's moving in soon and we've got a lot done but fuck has it been exhausting sitting on floors clearing shit i haven't had a live i I haven't had a fully livable house for about two months there's always been a room with something going on and then it became not as hot as over there but um it became very hot here and that made it very hard to do things and i had a few like contractors come in for things who said like yeah sorry mate i'm gonna be another day (laughs) I would rather not die in your living room. And I'm like, you know what? I've got enough clearing up to do. I don't want to add a corpse to that, so fair.
0: So. Yeah. Miss, Mr. Over in the uh, the Europe and stuff, where they're all highly sophisticated, yet they don't got AC.
1: I have AC. So I've been okay.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: I still hate the heat. But yeah, I know a lot of people are like... But I will say, we're all so stupid about it. I had another person who was like, yeah, the only... You know, the only thing that's, like, livable is my living room. Like, everywhere in the house, it's so hot, I can't sleep. And I was like, mate, just drag your mattress to the living room then. And it was like, it was like he'd never heard that idea before. And it's like, wait, I can sleep outside of the bedroom? And I'm like, yeah. It's illegal to sleep <laughs> outside league. the bedroom, actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's we're going to bedroom. Take you out to if the back a... <laughs> and shoot you. <laughs> if you put a bed in any place that isn't called a bedroom, that's illegal. You need a license.
0: And the reason we have to take you to the backyard and shoot you to kill you is because if we did it in the living room, that's also illegal. You have yeah, to be living to be in there.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: can't have that either.
1: But Alex, we, we are now have... the Punanier perspective.
0: Well, I mean, that isn't the name technically a pun. Or like, a more not a pun. I guess the name is like a... There's a term a fun for that. Yeah, I don't fucking know. I'm too tired to think about it. But anyway, we have stuff to talk about. Not a whole lot has happened. I guess we'll touch on a few different topics being Eldrain spoilers. Of course, we have to get the early spoilers. They don't officially start until August 14th, I believe, is the date. That gives me enough uh, time to play Baldur's (laughs) Gate. Yeah, uh, but we get, of course, as per usual, that little sneak peek of cards before the actual spoiler season starts. We have six cards to go over, and then a single land to look at as well. And then, of course, the Pro Tour wrapped up today. As of uh, this recording, we have uh, we can talk about that briefly. Not a whole lot going on for Pioneer's sake. In that, it was a modern tournament after all. And then, Alex, you have a problem with a very specific single black card. <laughs> in pioneer at the moment and we'll talk more about that so i guess first things first let's pull up these stupid fucking cards for uh what's it called uh hold on where is it where is it where is the uh we find the window there it's we go
1: wilds of eldraine look at that
0: yep oh shit
1: There we go we did it haven't seen any wilds
0: yet in the wilds of eldraine but all right, which one we want we're going in order. We're going in order know, these right. these cards. All right, Ashiok, let's start with that. I like, I like this art quite a bit to be honest. Uh before we read out what she does, as the website's struggling to load and as you're just going to get the card and not, nothing else uh, because that's how it always works. Alex, can you explain what the new philosophy is on Planeswalkers this time around moving forward?
1: Yeah, so for the people who don't keep up with the story, uh at the end of um March of the Machine Aftermath, a lot of Planeswalkers have lost their spark. Um, we know that, I believe, Ajani and Chandra kept them, and now through this set we also know Ashiok didn't lose their spark. Um, and that also means that we're just going to see fewer Planeswalkers a set. So as far as I know, we're getting roughly one a set now. I can imagine a difference there being that we do see Legendaries like as... Um, as creatures now. Like, we see Planeswalkers as creatures now. Now, I don't know what exactly that's going to mean for, like, getting around the place, because, like, how do people get back to their place, but I think there's, like, that that card with Chandra and Nissa on it, like, show open the path or something, um, which probably explains that, so... Um, I haven't fully kept up, but in terms of cards, it's going to be one Planeswalker set.
0: Yeah. And the one Planeswalker we're getting in Wilds of Eldraine is going to be Ashiok, which is a little weird. Um, I, I don't remember where Ashiok was last time we saw them in the story. Ashiok
1: is originally from Theros, I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm, i I know they're from Theros. It's just like, where were were they on Theros last time we saw them? Like,
1: well, there was somewhere else. Like we we did see Ashiok after. I believe, somewhere. Like she was well, in like, a flavor text of a card or something. Oh, uh, yeah. Like we didn't get an Whatever. Ashiok card, but I think we had like Ashiok like showing up somewhere.
0: Well, Ashiok is a five loyalty, five mana planeswalker for three double black with the static ability of if you would pay life while your library has at least that many cards in it, Exile that many cards from the top of your library instead, and then a plus one. Look at the top two cards of your library, exile one of them, and put the other into your hand. Also, I appreciate that this is something that you can choose. It's not like the Karn thing of like show your opponent and then they choose, um, which would drive me insane. Uh, well, and then contrary a minus to two,
1: modern design, card draw mm-hmm. should actually be better when it's in colors and not when it's on colorless cards. But
0: fair, you know. fair. Uh, create. Two one one black nightmare creature tokens. With at the beginning of combat on your turn, if a card was put into exile this turn, put a plus one plus one counter on this creature. Uh, so you can make a couple bodies. The only thing is, I I don't like how it's a, essentially a once per turn thing. It, it, if you exile multiple cards, it doesn't count for each one. It just yeah. does it once at the beginning of combat. So it's kind of a slow growth there. And then minus seven. Target player exiles the top X cards of their library, where X is the total mana value of cards you own in exile. So that can get pretty insane, pretty quick. Uh, that that ultimate can, I think. Um, Especially, it doesn't seem spells. that hard to. Yeah, and I think the big thing is if you were able to keep her keep her alive for two turns, right? plus plus and then have something on board to make use of that static to really start turning through like one thing would be the easiest one people are talking about is Bull as a Citadel to be able to just pay life or well, pay life and then yeah. exile in, in its place and then you just like, get a bunch you, of you big can, stuff
1: there you can cast cards for free until there's about 20 cards left in your library and then your health your life total will be larger than in your library so then you can no longer do that but well I guess then they sort of start withering down at the same time.
0: Yeah, but it's like I'm saying like to get to that minus seven, just a one shot. Though there's also the idea of like you could do some type of um like self mill thing with like maybe you play the Jason it's like a Demir show and you go Jason four and then Ashiok on five and you just try to like maybe you have something like a uh uh what's what's that one card? Adanto Vanguard and just keep paying life. Yeah, there is no one again. in black.
1: Problem is, it's a five drop. It's a five mana four three vampire that just says pay two life. It gains flying until end of turn. So you well, could that use that to. I mean, you could sorin on. Th-
0: you could sorin on three, minus sorin to get that guy in the, in the in, into play. Then play Jace, and then play Ashiok, and then you can my Grease shit. And then you're off to the races, baby. I, this, this card's fine. I think it's pretty cool. It's a, I love the design. It's very uh, interesting. It's just I don't I just, think... I think it's a bit too convoluted to be, you know, meta.
1: I just wonder if it's going to be standalone. Right? Like... Like, I don't think that that mechanics ever going to come back, but I don't know. What if Delve is in this set? Like, what if there's, like, something in this set that makes it so your stuff ends in exile, other than Ashiok alone? Like, frankly, I don't think this card's any good. Um, So I'm more thinking of, like... What am I seeing on this card that can tell me something about the set? Because I think this compares like kind of unfavorably to just Loth.
0: Was it Loth? Yeah, a Spider. Yeah, green? yeah. From yep. Yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah, I feel like this card's probably worse. Um, but oh, I just see a comment on uh, you're scrolling Bio Mythics, which is funny. If you play Azerflux Reservoir on four and this on
0: five, you just dome your opponent.
1: But you probably have to be playing a Yorion on deck because otherwise, you're not being able to. Well, pay 50 you,
0: life. yeah, you. How would you have fifty life?
1: Well, you, you, no, you've got to have fifty cards in your... Oh, the question is, can you actually elect to pay fifty life when you don't have fifty life? No. So, like, you could cannot. you even put no, the ability nope. like? Yeah, nope. I feel like you couldn't you even cannot. make that work. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you can't. You have to have the life to supposedly pay.
1: At least I assume that's how it works. Um, sounds like a type of thing they could, they could change their mind on and change the rules, but, um, yeah. Like overall, I think this card's like is not very good. But if there's gonna be, like, th- there could just be cards that kind of break with this. I haven't had too much of a look at it, right? Like Adonto Vanguard's a kind of obvious one where like you could basically mill out your entire library. And as we've learned in the past, milling your entire library is a very powerful effect. But this does go go to exile. So that obviously doesn't have the same benefit as milling yourself would be. But having an empty library, again, Jace, Thassa's Oracle, uh, there's something there. But I have my doubts. Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, you never know. All right, if I can actually get the screen to work properly, I'm just going to leave it right here. Next one is... Talon, the Kindly Lord. 4 mana, 2 blue and a black for a 3-4 Flying Fairy Noble with a very interesting ability. As Talon, the Kindly Lord, enters the battlefield, choose a number between 1 and 10. Whenever an opponent casts a spell with mana value, power or toughness equal to the chosen number, that player loses 2 life and you draw a card. So at worst, It's a 3-4 flyer for 4, which is, you know, okay. It's okay stats for that. And uh, depending on, you know, what the matchup is, naming a specific number can, you know, be a detriment to your opponent's success. Or, I mean, the obvious thing is probably just almost always name 2, because that's what most removal is to get rid of uh, Talon. That's probably the most bulk of what gets could played in three. most formats.
1: Three being a decent one too.
0: Yeah, two or three. Unless you have a specific, like unless you know your opponent is specifically going to be casting a card of a certain mana value and do like some kind of loop, then name that, I guess. Uh, but otherwise, be safe and just name two or three. And this is probably going to be fine.
1: I feel like this is, and obviously this card has set the bar stupidly high. I feel like this is just like she older it, but so much work. Like yeah. it's a four drop, you just play it, you just sell on your ass, and it wins you the game. And Shieldred is like no questions asked, you just gain life, it helps you stabilize. This one, like four mana three, four is like it's okay, but it's low stats, so it doesn't really fight for the board very well. I feel like this is a little too It's gonna be hilarious if you manage to, like turn one this in legacy and just put it on one. Um, so it's one of yeah. these cards that could like surprisingly suddenly be like legacy playable or some shit um, I love those, this I think is my it's my favorite I think it's really cool Like I yeah. like this card and it gives me like control finisher vibes which hopefully gives me that like fairies are gonna, but like it is a fairy noble and it doesn't have like flash So it, I don't know what direction they're taking fairies like I would really hope that we get like Lorwyn-esque fairies with like a bunch of flash and interaction and that sort of thing Um, but the card's pretty pretty cool. I do like the like choose a number between one and ten is like a very, you know, like it's it's a very unique. There's not many cards that do that. Sanctum Prelate makes you name a number. Uh, We've got some odds and evens cards. cards. Yeah, there's odd and even cards. That too.
0: What okay? What if this said like choose odd or even, and that was (laughs) the effect instead. (laughs) I think
1: the majority of cards will like meet that. It doesn't matter which one you name. <laughs> like Blood yeah. Tithe Harvester is a three-two meets both.
0: <laughs> right? like, oh yeah, that's great. That'd be awesome. Just, yeah, just guaranteed. Whenever your opponent casts a spell, whenever your
1: opponent casts a spell, they, you draw a card and they lose two life. Now that would be a fucking magic card.
0: That'd be insane. Really okay, awesome. you'd have to make it like a 4 mana, like 1-4 or something. Yeah, absolutely. Like no no good uh, Good play to it. All right, next card. I'll let you read this one, Alex. It's, uh, it's a good old friend in green, but now in white.
1: It is Moonshaker Cavalry. 5 white, 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 so measly 8 mana in your white deck. For a Spirit Knight with Flying. And it's a 6-6. Six, six. When Moonshaker cavalry enters the battlefield, creatures you control gain flying and get plus X plus X until end of turn. Where X is the number of creatures you control. It it's Crater Hoof. It's it's just white crater hoof. That's what it is. Uh this card's gonna be worse. extremely expensive because of Commander. True. Yeah, it's much worse. Yeah. It's much worse than Crater Hoof. And just no because haste. it's in white. Uh, that's uh it. yeah, Hoof itself Crater Hoof itself has haste, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah he does. Um so that's obviously really big. But the main thing is just, it's in white, not in green. Um, if we're talking about constructed formats, uh, Craterhoof Hoof has basically always seen play in Elf decks. I think when it was in Standard, there were just, like, sort of ramp-ish decks that kind of ended on Craterhoof. Hoof. But, like, people know it from either EDH or Legacy Elves. And the whole point for that deck is, you can make 100 green mana, and even in Pioneer you can do that if you have circle of dreams drew it and nick like you can make eight mana and cast a crater hoof but you're making green mana exclusively so you can't really you know there's no like cute way to get this in elves which this is just like a commander card because of that
0: yeah and like i wish it was a human because then i could at least be like man if only we had Winona still." <laughs> it's gonna be weird to cheat
1: out like i don't know if there's gonna be like ways to cheat it out that could like mean you could Uh, use it in some sort of other deck is like you know eldritch evolution requires a requires a six so it's not much better um i don't think we have like scornful egotist kinds of cards that have like really high mana value even though they're easy to get on the
0: battlefield there's um there's Blood for Bones is the cheapest way we have to get this out of like a graveyard. And then you're playing a bunch of like smaller things like in probably like Orzov. Maybe you can go like Esper, um, to like do like the draw discard type of stuff that like Greasefang kinda used, but then at that point you're just playing a worse Grease deck.
1: Yeah, you you could like you could like neoform a Germak Angler or something. Is Gurmac Angler a seven?
0: Uh, six. I thought
1: Gurmok Angler is a seven and,
0: and a, is a six. No, I think it's sure. five and a or is it a five and a six or a six and a no? Know.
1: It's six in a black. Yeah, so Gurmok okay, Angler so is a seven. seven. So you can neoform a Gurmok Angler, right? I don't know what the rest of your deck would look like <laughs> to have Neo form well, Angler. The problem and you're is like
0: you, deck. Deck? you need you need a yeah you need a bunch of creatures for this to work. Maybe,
1: maybe in some sort of uh, dredge deck. Like, you get your hunt, your Haunted uh, Dead and your Priced uh, Amalgams yeah. and your Narc And that deck has run Gurmak Angler in the past. So then you can Gurmak Angler and find room to find Neoform. Maybe you can do something else with Neoform. You know, like, you can turn your Narc into Silver Smoked Ghouls or something. Right? So there's, like, another thing you can do. But it maybe you could play it in there, but I, I doubt it. You and I feel like it's not going to be uh, worth trying because this is going to be like a $50 <clears throat> card because of
0: Commander. There was... Um, I wonder if it was on here, if I can find it. Actually, hold on. Um, because I sent you that deck oh, a few days ago. The, oh, the
1: um, someone played Grixis Dredge.
0: Y- yeah. Was it Grixis? Yeah, I think it was. Let's see if it's in here. It's an RCQ.
1: I've uh, I've got you the link. One second. All right. At least I got you the link to the Reddit thread.
0: No, I don't want to open that. Open or copy? 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 Copy?
1: I mean, I don't think it's going to be a thing that you can possibly run in there. So, you know, I'll start reading out a bit because I've got the list already. So this is a Grixis Cat Oven. And yep, I got it's it right got here. Cold and Familiar, Stitcher Supplier, Scrapwork Mutt, Priced Amalgam, Silver Smote Ghoul, Ox of Then for some spells, it's got Otherworldly Gaze, Tome Scour, Creeping Chill, Breaking and Entering, and then Witch's Oven and some lands. So it's basically Dredge, and it's got, like, Cat Oven, just because... And you could trigger your Price to Malcolms with it. Um, I doubt it. But like this kind of deck is why you could put in this kind of nonsense. I, I don't think it makes a deck better, but that is a shell in which the deck is usable. Uh, the card is usable. Yeah,
0: It does make me happy to see this deck. Uh, though the uh, The four mana confluence I feel is a bit suspect.
1: Rather, if your mana works, it's a 20 land deck, so I can imagine this deck is prone and keeping like one or two landers. True. And you gain some life, creeping
0: Chill. I don't I think do you want to go deck. longer
1: than turn five playing this deck.
0: No. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this. I, I, I love this archetype. Um, but yeah. All right. That was Crater Hoof. Now we got a cooler one that probably has a much better chance of actually seeing constructed play. It's. Cruel, uh, Somnophage. and it's can't a, wake up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the evanescence card, <laughs> and it's our first one that we're seeing the return of adventure, which hooray. is a beloved a beloved mechanic. Alex is being sarcastic with his hooray, but I think it's actually a very very good. Mechanic. No, no, no. I
1: I think adventure is pretty cool. Um, it allows for Just, some fun deck building nonsense too, like the yeah. What was it? The Possibility Storm kind of nonsense is what you can do with this. Um uh, I'm just a bit, with like the... Yeah, I'm just like annoyed Luster that Beast. they put a bunch of cool dragons with adventure in Baldur's Gate, and those cards were totally standard power level. And I was like, I could have had a dragon control deck with like cool adventuring nope. dragons, and I nope. wasn't allowed to have not these, allowed. and I'm getting this shit again. I'm probably not going to have any cool dragons in the set. Well, maybe. You, I'm speaking too early. but
0: You get the cool mill stuff. Like, we had a few of those. That was actually a subtype in the original Eldrain with some mill stuff, so we're getting it again. Yeah, we're getting
1: more Lurgoyf Nonsense.
0: So we have Can't Wake Up, which is the sorcery side of the adventure. For one in a blue, target player mills four cards. And then Cruel Somnifage is a two-mana, in a black Nightmare with Star Star for its power and toughness, where its power and toughness are equal to the number of creature cards in all graveyards. This is a chance to get really big, really fast because it's all creature cards. So you, having a, the way to control it your own way of uh, you know just milling yourself or you know getting things like citrus supplier in the deck and like maybe this is a card that actually can go into like this list like the, this uh, this dredge kind of list because um, we've seen people try the what was the other one the, the two mana one from Ikoria. Um, Is that what it's from? Icoria? You know what I'm talking about? The one the Durace, that like, uh, you can... It's Lurgoyf. like a birthing pod on a stick. No, no, not not the Lorgoy from... Uh, like, this was an older card. Has, like, the birthing pod effect, kind of, where you can sack a creature oh, and then go get yeah, one. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Gosh, how do I not um, know that? It's the... Yeah, it's whatever. It's not it's very good. It's a hybrid. Fiend? Fiend Uh Arson?
0: Yes, Fiend Arson. So, like... We've seen people try that before in like a dredge deck, and it's not very good because it's just a little uh, gets a little small, not 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 big enough. Where this one, I think, can get much bigger, much faster, and gives you a nice plan B. Yes, well, it dies to fatal a new push
1: adventure on it,
0: so like it actually it, contributes too. to yes. your game plan. Yes, so um, so I, I can actually see this going in a dredge list like this and being pretty damn good. Now, will it be like the meta of pioneer? Probably not. Um,
1: yeah, there's also but, the um, again like we had the Lurgoyf. I think it was Brothers War or Gominario United, the one with Kicker. Yeah, that you yeah, could, the, like, which was a very similar card one. like Urborg Lurgoyf, or something. Yep. Um, kind of those decks kind of go in the same in the same deck. I can imagine you play like a Soulthai mid range, and those are your, sort of your Tarmogoyfs, right? If you
0: want to go. God, on, uh, imagine these cards with if Urro was still around. Rather
1: not. Yeah. Well, at least Uro would be exiling most of your graveyards, so they're not that big. But
0: <laughs> Yeah, but, you know.
1: Yeah, like, this is the type of thing... I think this card's super cool. Like, I'm a really big fan of this card. I think uh, the idea of, like... Because it doesn't have an ETB, and I really have a soft spot for cards like Tarmogoyf, where it just like, this is just cheap, it's a big body, it kills you fast, but if you've got the removal, there's no problem. Right? Yeah. So it just, like, it's it's... Fun magic to play um, where it's not like, oh, I didn't have to counter for this card and now I'm fucking dead, uh, even if I have the removal. So it's really like honest, fair magic. The problem is just that I feel like, you know, unless something spectacular happens, um, we're not doing a lot of honest, fair magic in Pioneer right now. So even the quote unquote fair deck, you know, in Rakdos is like, here's every threat is like a three for one that draws me two cards. So, like, yeah, are we still playing fair magic at that point? (laughs)
0: Yeah, and we've already had the debate before whether or not um, Tarmogoyf would actually be okay in Pioneer, and I think it would be because of the yeah. fetch lands and the, the nature of the format itself. Um, and this is just like a... I, I can't say it's a strictly worse Tarmogoyf because it's, you know, it's still Tarmogoyf fine. would be hard to enable in Pioneer. Yeah, this like, this one is like is a d- bit different of an access. It's all creatures, and yeah, it's exactly, each one, not just one, like, how many
1: types. We don't have fetches. we don't have Mishra's Bobble uh cards tend to be a little more expensive um well you know curves have definitely gone down but you know when we were playing tarmogoyf we definitely already had decks where like two was as high as the mana values went mm-hmm. um with the occasional three for like a coligan's command so in that way this is kind of like this is less effort to make it work i just yeah you've mm-hmm. got to play creatures and they have to be in your graveyard well that tends to happen in a game of magic so
0: I think it has a chance. I think this genuinely has a chance of being a card and pioneer. I, I don't. Think, I don't think it's too far fetched. It, it's just the 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 size it can get to and the clock it can represent, especially when you are also playing proactively with things like fatal push and your own removal to clear the way while also making him bigger. I think that it, it's it's you you'll find it hard to convince me that this sees zero play ever. Um, it's just whether or not it's going to be good enough to be a true player in the format, you know?
1: Yeah. If you want to make this card work, your deck won't be embarrassing. Might not be the best deck, but...
0: right, next we have Tough Cookie. (laughs) Phenomenal art, by the way. This should Uh, have been indestructible,
1: just so it would not be easy to crack.
0: So, it is a artifact creature food golem for one and a green. It's a 2-2. When Tough Cookie enters the battlefield, you make a food token. Food is back. I'm I'm a I'm actually really happy to see food return. I love this mechanic. Um, Oko made people a bit sour to it overall, but I fucking love food as a mechanic. It's so flavorful. It's really interesting to me. Uh, give me more food stuff the... because I want it. Because there are some food enablers or like the payoffs from original Eldraine, like uh, the the Wolf and shit that were yeah, really good the, cards and the
1: giant like the, the... yeah. That you make like a giant if you've got a bunch of food or the troll king, you know, that's cool. I mean, troll king would be awesome with like the previous card, and then if you've got like a salt eye mid range food shell, yeah, you know, you can oh, have this the, card and you mill the, over um, the troll king and then you can. There's cast a
0: three the mana, uh, a three mana one that's like you sack a food draw a card or something. Yeah, the right? hunter. Uh, like a three yeah. Mana, three, three, yeah, like it's just. Food has a chance to be pretty cool. Uh, it's just we need more more cards, so hopefully we get some stuff to make yeah, it work.
1: What's been my gripe with all those mechanics? Same for kind of same for investigate and blood tokens and that sort of thing. And this is completely selfish from my end, right? Is that there's very few ways to get them without just playing like a to the board sort of mid range Dirtlefest kind of deck. Yeah, uh, all yeah. mid range. Where I feel like I would really like uh, there was a card in crimson vow that was just like three mana deal two damage to all creatures except vampires make a blood like and i like cards like that for like like what if we get like removal spells or like we get like a, some sort of draw spell that gives you like a little bit extra right and if we would get more of that because i think the mechanics are pretty cool to play with i just end up not playing with them much and then my opponent has so much cardboard to compare to me and you just get buried <laughs> in those type of advantages so i would like to have some cardboard there yeah. please because fundamentally, well, it's Cookie cool.
0: also has no. I agree. I agree. Um, also has an ability for two and a green target non-creature artifact you control becomes a four-four artifact creature until end of turn. And of course, it is a food. Remember, so you can pay the two, tap it, sack it, and gain three life, as you can with any other food token slash food creature. Uh, fine, a perfectly fine card. I yeah. see nothing wrong with it. It's, it's it is going to be probably awesome going to be in good. Draft.
1: It's sweet. It's a really sweet card. like,
0: Yeah. And,
1: and it's know, funny. The it, it funny
0: art's fantastic. Like, it's great.
1: Yeah. Now, Alex, early you're, call you're the blue for potentially... This is a,
0: yeah,
1: early call, potentially best card in the set.
0: Um, and it's a common... We'll a see. It, it is a reprint. It's new to Pioneer. What is it, Alex?
1: It is sleight of hand. So it is one blue, single blue for sorcery look at the top two cards of your library put one of them into your hand and the other one on the bottom of your library now i have played some is it storm in a modern so i have cast a few sleight of hands i haven't played the deck for a very long time so i'm not i'm not uh, is it caleb shearer like mr storm uh i'm not him uh but this card's really sweet and it is the i would say third playable cantrip that we have in pioneer i'm sure we have other one mana cards to draw you a card but they all suck uh, so between Opt, Consider, and now Sleight of Hand, 12 cantrips, so Phoenix players Rejoice. Uh, I could see... Th- I might consider this better than Opt. Uh, the sorcery speed versus instant speed can be annoying, but I do like the idea that you get to look at both cards rather than looking at the first card and then hoping the second card is better, right? With sleight of Hand, you yeah. just know. Um this is a sorcery speed card which can actually be an upside if we go back to uh finale of promise uh, the um two in a uh, red red x we x ex- uh card to exile one instant and one sorcery and you get to cast both right this combines with um let's say an opt that for three mana i am casting two cantrips i'm casting three spells i have my phoenixes back um which could even be a backup plan if the delve spells ever go right now. Between having True. twelve cantrips and finale, um, that could be a case like, hey, this this just means that Phoenix is now a deck forever, right? Like it'll it'll never like be non-functional because of sleight of Hand, which I think is super cool. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any deck like Storm that would really abuse this, but it is just, you know, it's it's really good. I will say I'm starting to sound like when Consider got printed and I thought that was going to be the end for the Delve spells, and it wasn't. Um, And I don't necessarily think this is the end of the Delve spells because Phoenix, I think at that time, Phoenix was already one of the top decks and then it got Consider. Currently, Phoenix is a fine deck, so it getting sleight of hand will just mean that I, I would not be surprised with this reprint. Phoenix is like at the top tables again. Not necessarily the best deck, but one off the deck, yeah, existing
0: next. again. I, I think Phoenix just kind of falls out of favor a little bit at the moment, just because Graveyard Hate is so prevalent in the format because of Greasefang, and Phoenix is a bit more of a slow burn type of uh, deck, where Greasefang is that one two punch to just kill you as fast as possible. So when it comes down to which deck is a bit more, uh, you know, survivable against Graveyard Hate, you got to go for the one that's going to kill you immediately. To like, Because if you're fast enough as Grease Fang player to get underneath or uh, escape from that graveyard hate that your opponent brings in and just kill them anyway, then you're fine. Where Phoenix wants to go a bit longer than, you know, turn three, True. of course.
1: But but now with the 12 cantrips, I can imagine just a is it prowess game plan being even more viable, right? We've already seen them post-board. Yeah. Uh, go for Iconoclast and Pyromancer and, you know, I wouldn't put them in the deck at the same time, but Thing in the Ice... You know, and that sort of thing is now like, you know, more doable, where you can just be. I mean, that was actually a while ago. We even saw Is it decks that just weren't Phoenix decks; they were just Is it spells. You know, Enigmatic yeah. Drake, um, even like Monastery Swift it potentially. Just Cra- like an and, and
0: even Crackling Drake is is an impressive oh, card yeah, yeah. that people crackling forget Drake, about,
1: not Enigmatic Drake. Is Anigmatic I mean, Drake it, the
0: Amonkhet one? Like, am I it's confusing the, 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 the cards three, again? Yeah, it's a three-mana one yeah. <laughs> that just gets bigger. Which, you know, Drake's is a very fun a deck that I loved playing in Standard, because uh, Amonkhet existed alongside... No, because no guilds yeah. came out, so Amonkhet...
1: No, that was... Uh, wasn't Amonkhet? No. no, that wasn't. Amonkhet
0: no. rotated. Amonkhet rotated right when guilds dropped. Uh,
1: yeah, but I think Enigmatic Drake was reprinted in the core set, like M19. So I think Enigmatic yes, Drake yes, it was. was in Standard at the same yes. time. As correctly, and
0: yeah, I that, so. that was fun, and then the flashback mechanic. Oh, dude, can we bring back flashback? That's a cool mechanic. Dude. The yeah, give the, us this.
1: flashback again. We've just had it, but I want an opportunity. Oh no, no, no. It, it, to wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't flashback. It wasn't
0: flashback. It was a uh, jumpstart. Yeah, yeah. The where you discard cards. No, that's a, the card. that's a, a product,
1: product that's, now. That's a product line now, Brad. That's confusing.
0: <laughs> fuck. Oh, we're never <laughs> gonna get it back now. That sucks. Yeah, I I thought it cool. Uh, I I'm happy to see reprints of this nature. Um. It's gonna be a, a fine card. Uh, I think the play, the place that has the most play, like you said, is gonna be Phoenix. But I don't think it's gonna have as much of an impact anywhere else, mostly because Phoenix and those type of decks is it shells, uh, not exclusively Phoenix, but similar uh, styles are the ones that can really take advantage and not care about as much about that sorcery speed, where any other deck that wants to have this type of an effect is going to be a bit more interested in instant speed. Now, maybe. Maybe a Lotus Field. Maybe.
1: I could see it. I could see it. Uh, I'm just so confused because, like, I remember playing Control in Modern and, like, Serum Visions being a good card. Well, maybe it was always a bad card, but people just played it. So now I'm thinking, like... But how on. Why the fuck would I ever put a one mana sorcery cantrip in my control deck? Like, why would I ever do that?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, uh, I, I guess at the time we were running Think Twice in control decks, so I guess the the decks were is bad. <laughs> Who the fuck would think twice in a deck now?
0: Yeah, and you didn't have Counterspell yet in Modern, so. <laughs> you couldn't even, like, compensate of, like, we're playing old bad cards, but at least we have Counterspell. Nope, don't even got that. <laughs>
1: A cryptic command.
0: Your opponent has Totsies.
1: <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Your opponent has Inquisition uh, of Kozilek. Ha, my deck's Fana value is too high. <laughs> I don't... When the
0: fuck was that printed?
1: Um, well, it's Inquisition of Kozilek. It's Rise of the Eldrazi, I think.
0: It was reprinted so, in Conspiracy
1: and some other sets, but... It's okay. originally from Rise of the Eldrazi, I believe.
0: Which I don't think then... At this point in time, what you're referring to, would they even have Kozilek Inquisition yet?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. My... I mean, this was this was like 2017, 2018. It's when Serum oh, okay. Vision and Cryptic Command like made up control decks. Uh, right. Actually, I'm having I I played a mild stroke. A... No, I, I no longer run Serum Visions because I run Thought Scour. But like, I remember casting Cryptic Command when Eldrain was out. So like, no, it's not that long ago, Brad. I'm not that old. Please tell me I'm not that
0: old. <laughs> It's okay, I'm still older than you, it's fine. Uh, then we have one more card to really go over. It's going to be what we can assume is a cycle, or the the, the, the land cycle for this set. It's Restless uh, Fortress. I almost read that as Forest. Uh, and it enters a battlefield tap, so boo! Boo! I mean,
1: it's a double uh, land, Brad. Fuck, if this entered untapped.
0: Boo! <laughs> Let me pay four life. I'd run it. Alex, tell me you would not run this card if it was a man land or or creature land, a dual land, and you could maybe get it coming untapped for four life. Oh, come on. I guess. You'd you'd run it. What's four life? Because guess what? You're going to get that life back, baby. And it enters tapped. And you can pay 4 mana, to a white, and a black for it to become a 1-4 white and black nightmare creature until end of turn. It's still a land. So notably, if you have any specific uh, color hate for removal, this will count since it counts as the uh, white or black one. And then whenever it attacks, defending player loses 2 life, you gain 2 life. So you basically just, you know, uh, some it's life It's very steal similar to Shambling Vans, uh,
1: but it doesn't have to connect, I guess, to gain you the life.
0: Yeah, know, this, and it's also just a smaller body in general. It's fine. It
1: just depends on what the cycle is going to be, right? Is it? Is this going to be? Uh, let's see. This is, this is. Orzov is it an ally or an enemy color? I'm blanking. I don't. I'm pretty I sure it's an enemy remember. color. Um, well, let's let's go back to guilds. So uh, Orzov no, like, was
0: Orzov was uh, guilds around or was it around Av- Legion? Oh, but
1: that that was they mixed those up. That wasn't necessarily. Fuck. Uh, um. At least as far as I know. I'm not 100% on that. But uh, I'm pretty sure it's an enemy cycle because... Uh, anyway, what I'm trying to say is... We also had an enemy cycle in Battle for Zendikar. Um So if these are going to be in the same colors... Uh, that's going to just make them less attractive. Like as I said, this is basically just Shambling Vents. And like we have Shambling Vents. Now if this would be an, an ally cycle... Then you could at least think... Well, tapped man lands. Probably not gonna see the light of day, but at least they are now available in like decks and combinations that haven't had them before. But if this is just gonna be the same cycle, unless one of them is like utterly broken, um I think the time for tapped manlands is kind of over. You know, we have the cycle from uh Avengers in the Forgotten Realms, and they're literally all good, I guess except for Cave of the Frost Dragon.
0: What is um uh... What is Demir? That's a lighter enemy. Oh man,
1: creeping Pit. I wish that was legal. I might play that just for old times' sake.
0: So, I'm wondering if they just mix. It. I think I think it's gonna be a mixture of both.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd be surprised if they put ten man lands in, but they could do it like spread out. You know,
0: and this is this is a single set. We're not getting a like, double thing, right? We're not getting no. But like, I mean, like what they did one, with so.
1: um, what is it? With Callheim and uh, they had a land oh, cycle yeah, across Callheim yeah. and um, Zenfarl, oh yeah, I, I
0: could I could see the rest so. of this cycle being finished in uh, X1.
1: yeah, or or even like you know come come next rotation or whatever sort of. Well, I guess standard rotation is three years now, so that makes l- less sense. Um, I feel bad. For I, I wouldn't be surprised to, to see ten because okay. yeah, I was so surprised to learn that. I guess I didn't see the standard ban or I didn't remember. I was like, she's banned in standard, right? Why is she like 80 bucks? But it's like, no, she was the only good card they didn't ban.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they ban a bunch of cards. Um, Didn't they ban Fable?
1: Yeah, but they were banning cards that were set to rotate, but then suddenly wouldn't, but then I guess they did make them rotate, so in that way it makes sense. And also because selling
0: packs. All right, well, Alex, what do you think of Eltrain so far? You think it's going to be a good set? You think it's going to be... Uh, akin to the original Eldraine, where it's one of the most broken sets of all time.
1: Well, I fucking hope not. Um, I kind of hope know, it is. I'm, ex- I'm excited. I, I'm
0: I'm, I'm kind of sick of the low power. I'm, I'm not going to lie. For Pioneer, I'm, just you give are me some of the dumb.
1: low power. Yes. You think the last few years we've had low power sets?
0: Lower, yeah, than than before.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you now look at the standard meta game and the Pioneer meta game, it doesn't differ much because the cards are so fucking good in standard. So.
0: No no, um, I, I agree. It's just I I think we're we're think we're getting a lot of pushed we're getting a lot of pushed cards, uh like Fable and like Grease Fang and things like that. But I I, I give bring me back to Theros yeah. Beyond Death. Bring me back the, to Eldrain.
1: I get the overall, right? Like we have a bunch of cards from every set that are like fucking stupid, like shouldered and fable and that sort of thing. But the overall power level feels we get less cards coming through, but that is I guess we can move into that a little bit because we've talked about all the cards. That's the thing that's really been bugging me about standard, but not like standard as a format because I don't play it, but the sets, they're super fucking disjointed. Like, uh, the best example of, uh, I, I was speaking with a friend the other day and they were basically talking about like Lord of the Rings now, right? At the Pro Tour, we see Lord of the Rings cards and like the whole, yeah. the whole I think the number one and number two cards were the Wandering and Orcish Bowmaster. You know, because like Lord of the Rings has like token synergies and human synergies and food <laughs> synergies and none of that matters because i will wait for brad to see if i need to call an ambulance for brad
0: ow ow that was painful that was the most painful
1: experience it, of my life it sounded and looked painful
0: oh well i i like i don't even know what happened i'm die I am sick still. I got sick last week and I'm still recovering. So that might have been it. Continue.
1: (laughs) Yes. I'll rephrase a little bit or at least uh, repeat myself a little bit. Um, So I was talking about like Lord of the Rings sets come out and basically the two good stuff cards are the cards that are seeing play because the synergy cards don't have enough support to actually make it out because, well, there's only one set. So like, yeah, cool that you've got like a Samwise food deck. I mean Samwise, I guess is a bad example because one of the few cards that does actually see play outside of it. But generally, like the synergy cards aren't the cards that see play because there's not enough to support them to like get them out of Limited or the set itself. And that's yeah. basically just been pioneer for the past two years. Like in that way, every set is the Lord of the Rings set. Where the synergy cards don't make it out. Think like Poison. Uh Poison was there for one set. So uh, Toxic and all the Corrupted payoffs didn't mm. even do that much in Standard. <clears throat> like, when All Will Be One was new, there was, I think, banned Toxic, which was a deck. And then more sets came out, and again, it didn't get any other supports from other sets, so it just fell off the radar. And none of the cards made it into Pioneer, basically, because, again, there's not enough Poison Counter stuff. The most egregious for that is what I always refer to as Person with Weapon. You know, we go through three years of standard and we get, I think, I don't know the exact order. We got, like, knight synergy, synergy, warrior synergy, berserker synergy, soldier synergy, knight synergy again. But none of those cards work together. So, throughout all the time in standard, we didn't get a knight or warrior or berserker deck that made it to pioneer. Because there isn't enough. And they just keep doing this every set. So if we get, you know, like, let's say, adventures, well, we have a few adventure cards from previous Eldraine, like Golden Clover and that sort of thing, which were so stupid they were banned in Standard and might actually make for a Pioneer deck now. But another one, think Energy. We got Energy in two sets, which was already kind of an exception because nowadays we get only one set worth of cards. But we get two sets with Energy, and then we never see Energy again. So that mechanic just as time goes on becomes more useless um we go to um kamigawa and we get vehicle synergy but the last time we had vehicle synergy was in kaladesh where it was the first time we did vehicles so most of the synergy kind of sucks and then we never really gave a shit about vehicles again so that decks out because it's basically a standard deck with two new cards and because that keeps happening the only cards that make it through are the pushed ridiculous cards that are good by themselves, like Shieldred, Graveyard Trespasser, um, Fable, um, Bankbuster. Like, all these cards that are just really good by themselves and don't really require synergy, with, I guess, the exception Karn Targets. Those are the only cards that make it through. And that makes, in my opinion, for a more boring format. And it has especially just lined up that it turns out that all the good stuff cards go in the decks that are already good. So, we've had Ractos mid range at the top of the meta game for about 2 years now, year and a half. But it is actually a pretty different deck than a year and a half ago. It just turns out that all the good cards from all the sets were Ractos cards. So so it's still Ractos. Yeah. It's still the same idea right before croak was a mainstay. Well, that's no longer the case. Um, you know, like, um, Graver Trespasser was a four-off. Well, there's more good cards now, so we know... Hey, there's your vehicle. Four,
0: Look right? at that. Yeah, there's a vehicle I, for you. I
1: fucking hate Reckoner Bankbuster so much. Um, I already talked about it last time when my opponent was playing a five-color deck and they board in four Reckoner Bankbuster because it's the best form of card advantage. And then it's just the one-ring. Reckoner Bankbuster is just the one-ring in Pioneer. It's obviously not as good as the one-ring, but... In the context of the mm. format, it's our version of the one ring, yeah, and that that's mm. that's been like I will say like an ever increasing frustration I've had with the format um recently, especially because and we can I guess move on to that next point a little bit um those like the past year of cards year or two, which is just like all really, really good stuff cards. Um, Before we came to that time, so let's say two years ago, we were talking about like, oh, is Totsies too good? People were complaining about THOTSYS. It's like, well, no, because THOTSYS stops combo. Well, I felt like the past time it's more like THOTSYS actually protects all the stupid cards rather than it is an answer we use to combat stupid cards. So two years ago, or I guess three years ago at this point, we were fighting Heliod combo and Lotus was everywhere and Inverter was everywhere. And then the argument was, even though Inverter was also a deck that used Totsies, like, you use Thotsies so you don't get killed on turn 4. But mm. now it feels like, well, your opponent's <coughs> playing Grease Fang, and they are Thotsies you <coughs> to kill you on turn 4. And yeah. stopping you from them killing you on turn 4, instead of you using Thotsies to stop them from killing you on turn 4. So it feels like that dynamic has switched. And Thotsies being this unbelievably main deckable card... Um, and especially things like Liliana of the Veil and Blood Tokens and Scrap work, uh Scrap Mutt, or whatever that you now have in Grease Fang, has even made it so, like, in those decks, it doesn't even clog up your hand anymore because you could just discard it and draw a new card in a lot of situations. Now, I'm not saying yet, I'm not yet on the point where I'm like banned Nazis, but I will say I've gone to the point of like, I'm starting to sympathize with people who want it banned. Because the past few months, whenever I played Pioneer and I felt like I had a bad time, Thoughtseize was involved. Because I had yeah. non-games where I had kept an okay opening hand, or like an absolutely like defendable opening mm-hmm. hand. And I've actually made that an effort. To like when I've been playing with opponent, talk about my opening hand. You know, when my hand gets thoughtsies, like hey, can we talk about the game? You know, this was on my opening hand. Like you know. If I would mulligan, what kind of hand would I even be looking for, right? If I go against Greasefang and I have two pieces of interaction, well, am I gonna mull for a hand with three lands and three pieces of interaction? Like, how likely is that even? So, those are all the decks that I lost, kept being off the back of Thoughtseize, because it was just decent hand, Thoughtseize, Thoughtseize, you don't have interaction for this card, that kills you in two turns. Or if it doesn't kill you, you are now so far behind, you are not. You haven't died, but you have lost.
0: Yeah, it's like um, <clears throat> uh, pretty much. What's the word? Uh, elongating the inevitable, the inevitable, kind of thing. Yeah. Like right, like just. I, I don't know, man. It's such a weird. It's a pulverizing effect. The pulverizing card. Um, but I, I'm also I also worry about what happens when you don't have it in a format. I feel like uh it's it's a uh it's a rock you don't you know unturn, right?
1: Yeah, like like I'm biased because I prefer playing against Lotus and Rectos at this point. I've played against so much Rectos. I have a lot of local Rectos players. I'm just so tired of the fucking deck. So, when I see Lotus across from me, it is like a breath of fresh air. Um which is not a statement I thought I'd ever make um but yeah so, the, so that's like i'm also just hoping that like that's why i'm very excited for eldrein it's like you know i'd rather hope that Eldraine brings some cool cards and shakes things up a little bit um hopefully without printing ridiculously overpowered mythics that just rotate the format but maybe just like some good interaction or you know what if we have a good card that really makes for a simic mid-range deck right it doesn't have to be uro Um, but just a deck that makes us play something else. So if we had in that direction, I would prefer that. Um, You know, I think someone else, when I mentioned it on Twitter, brought up like, well, I think maybe the colors are just unbalanced. So why does black have Fatal Push and Thoughtseize, but red isn't allowed to have Lightning Bolt? Kind of the same thing we had with the Lance for a long time, where it's like, well, the format's just unbalanced because some colors have good mana, and some colors have bad mana. So yeah. maybe if we manage to fix that, and we get, you know, um, again, wish list, uh, personal bias, you know, give me Snapcaster Mage and Lightning Bolt, and I feel like I have a chance. Because my removal is better, and even if it's got put in a bin, my win condition can rebuy my removal. So, you know, now you need to seize me, and then Graveyard Trespasser my interaction so I can Snapcaster Mage
0: it. Well, if I lose at that point... You know, so be But it. then but then Rakdos also gets lightning bolt.
1: I don't think that really matters. Like I, I would I think lightning bolt would be like perfectly fine now. I feel like the gain for other decks is larger than the gain for Rakdos. Because what are what are they cutting? Are they cutting Bone Crusher Bone Giant? Because they want Okay, but Bone Crusher Giant is a that means they no longer have a card that's a two for one. True. That's fine. Right, they don't. They no longer have an adventure <clears throat> creature that can crew a bank buster. Oh, yeah, that's cool.
0: I mean, honestly, looking at this list right now, you probably cut the fat. Right, the, this extra duress, this abrade, uh, this like these, uh, maybe like one of these, and maybe just kind of stick with one of these or something like you, you just you do that yeah, kind of like, thing.
1: You know, I'd be surprised if raktos would run zero lightning bolt. But remember, yeah. in modern, you know. When Fatal Push was a thing, Jund had access to Fatal Push and Lightning Bolt. And they never run a place out of the both. Like, it was yeah, always a mix fine. of about five to six in a combination of Lightning Bolt and Fatal Push. Um, and then, I'm like, yeah, that, that's fine, right? But, you know, we see a lot of. I think the Rectos decks are a good example. They're running, like, Reckoner Bankbuster. Why? Because they're playing the. You know, they're inbred for the Mirror. Well, you know what type of deck is supposed to stop this kind of bullshit? Red aggressive decks, but yeah. red aggressive decks don't have what it takes, and what it takes they just is like that
0: don't exist. Yeah, yeah,
1: they just they just don't exist. <clears throat> um, I mean, I look don't at this metagame.
0: Like, you let's see. So, ramp mid rangey, right? It can get out of hand, but it's it is in itself a mid range deck, right? Sack that's a mid range deck. Mono white humans, kind of aggressive, but can have a mid range fallback deck. plan. But it's yeah, not. But it's, it's not like, it's the main bland, aggressive it's,
1: deck. It, it, it's it's aggressiveness and disruption because you've got Thalia, yeah. now you've got um, Coppercode Vanguard you have a bit yeah, of like they're yeah they are
0: playing ossification yeah yeah
1: ossification brave the elements so like they have I'd say like at its core Mono White is absolutely an aggressive deck and we've got Spirits too which you know the big argument is is it a tempo deck or is it an aggressive deck and it's like well, a little bit aren't, more on the <laughs> aren't tempo the, decks uh, just
0: aggressive decks like true true um then we have a control deck, a mid-range deck, a combo deck. Yes, Greasefang is basically aggressive, but it's also has a very good mid-range fallback plan with Asika's Chariot beatdowns and uh informants.
1: But but it is at it's Gorokl mode deck. This is like Yeah. Oh, the the combo deck,
0: was... combo deck <laughs> uh mid-range deck. Uh there's an aggressive deck, I guess, a kind of combo we yeah, ag- aggressive go, deck. Be, uh uh can be aggressive more mid-rangey uh, combo deck uh, the absolute mid-range fest deck <laughs> five control color. deck
1: five color in- wait what is it? five color invention oh fires of invention
0: oh. yeah uh uh monobike mid-range rogues wait, now, now
1: we're getting into the niche parts the 1% yeah. sub
0: 1% meta shares but yeah, more so, mid-range, more mid-range. Like, even even the, card, the like... 1% and 1% and, like, under that, there's, like, the aggro decks are still combo-y. You have the fucking Bushwhacker aggro deck. You have a Feather type of aggro deck, like, Heroic. Those are, in my mind, combo-y aggro decks. Rakdos Goblins, fuck off with that. Like, there is there is not a single burn deck in this fucking list.
1: Yeah, and I think burn decks, you know, this is this has always been, like, a thing that I've always... You know, been told, you know, had good experience with. If there is a good red aggro deck in your format, it is a good police force to stop your aggro, your meta from doing stupid nonsense. And um, so I think Lightning Bolt is like a card we could do with. Could we do with Path to Exile? Like, I don't know. Like, you know, I I would be upset if we got Path to Exile and not Lightning Bolt because I feel like White Control is kind of the only deck that gets given the tools to deal with this bullshit. Uh, But I guess if we start throwing like lightning bolts and other things around, then I guess path is probably overdue too. Um, But like that sort of thing. So we could also just think, well, if... Because like, why do I lose if I get thought seized once? Well, because my interaction is a little more expensive. So if they thought seize and take the cheap piece of interaction, they can get under the slightly more expensive piece of interaction. But if my interaction is all kind of cheap right again if i can play against greasefang and have four lightning bolt in my main deck and board in you know two rending volleys like now i have like so much one man interaction that you know it's hard for them to bullshit them out bullshit their way out of it yeah so if we have things like that you know <laughs> you, i think that would be that could also be a solution so that's why i'm kind of hoping like hey eldraine is historically a pretty powerful plane <laughs> maybe we can get some powerful removal Maybe we can get a Thoughts... If oh, they reprint Thought Scour now, the Delve Spells are gone. Uh, with Slide of Hand in the same deck. Uh, the same um, set. But overall... I don't know. I'm just... I just hope for... I-, I wouldn't be sad if Thoughtseize is gone. But I would rather, I guess, see a world in which Thoughtseize is like more fine. Now, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would probably ar- probably argue Thoughtseize is fine. Um. Personally, yeah. I've just had a lot of bad times, and it's all involved Nazis.
0: So, uh, I do think that the format is unbalanced in the sense of color. Um, <clears throat> there's we're seeing I see a lot of you know black uh, in all these top decks, and then the ones that are uh, like. All these other ones, even like Teamer and Domino Midrange or indominal Creativity, I should say. That's only Teamer because it's running the the Worm, right? Yeah. Um, and regular and Domino Creativity, like you're seeing like They're a lot of blue, index. a decent amount of white, but no Simic, um, unless it's in a five color mishmash of like bullshit, right? Yeah. Like, and even the five color Fires dimension is like just a, just the classic all the crazy ass fucking cards like Kenrith Tolzmire <laughs> Atroxa Dragonlord Koma. Atarka, coma like and then of course fable being the glue for it and everything it's a very lockdown fire lay on binding honest, another insane it could also card. just
1: be that Thoughtseize is more of a liability if you don't have things like fable Now, it doesn't apply to greasefang uh but like you know why can Ragnos decks Board to stupid amounts of hand attack. I was like, well, because once your hand is empty, they will just discard it to Fables and Blood Tokens. Mm-hmm. So, it's not a liability for them to... If they have an opening hand with, like, a Fable, three land, and three pieces of hand disruption, they're like, yeah, whatever, it's a keep. Right? If I draw more hand disruption, I'll just pitch it to Fable. Um, so, that doesn't help either.
0: Well... You know, let's let's end on a bit more positive note, Alex. Let's look at what's to come with the Xalan visual spoilers.
1: No cards yet. Let's look at
0: the let's look at the Thankfully. cool art. All right, we got cool structure. We'll little, little energy ball here. Who's this? Who is that?
1: So maybe it's like also for just more for the people listening. Can't uh, you know if you're driving? I've I've heard uh, I know multiple people personally who are like I listen to your podcast while driving. So please do not now open Spotify to look at the visuals. Uh, and if you do, we are not liable. Um, so Exelon, it's called the Lost Caverns of Exelon, I believe. Yes, um, and it's as I said, it's it's the it's the conspiracy set. You know, Hollow Earth theory. Um, we are going to the center of Exelon, and there is an entire <clears> world. <throat> just under the surface uh, but there's still going to be dinosaurs there's still going to be merfolk uh, there's going to be angels that we've now seen uh, there's like a dinosaur god like a half dinosaur half person thing um there but apparently she's not a planeswalker yeah you've got a whole two pictures on this uh, thing Yeah, phone,
0: <laughs> if... oh fuck hold on Yeah,
1: I'm obviously super excited for Exxon. One of my favorite sets of all time. Uh, I will say... I have to see how they put it off now. Mainly because... um,
0: No, that's a mythic spoiler for
1: original Exxon. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. But I really loved original Exxon. I thought the setting was awesome. I thought all the tribes were cool. Like, all the flavors they gave it. Um... So obviously now we're gonna get a very different Exelon, like it's basically Morrow like pointed out, like this is not like it's not just like a sequel to original Exelon, which I'm kind of sad about, but you know if they can, I love the art style again. Everything I've seen so far does really have an Exelon feel to it. Angels, like, I don't know, I don't know how they did it, but like Exelon has its style, like it has its flavor, and I all the cards I've seen so far do really feel and there like
0: it is the core
1: here we go to the core it gives me it gives me Halo-esque vibes when you've got like the, the ring world like around the center
0: this is cool I like the bat I like the, the like the Mayan inspiration here
1: yeah that's always been super sweet
0: holy shit what is that
1: yeah, we have a so we're getting a guy gods. with a flaming sword and a dinosaur for an arm, you know, like as you do.
0: And he's he has a mane like a lion's mane, but he's a, also a skull head, a old, like dragon tail, um, and his name is Ojer Oxanil Deepest Might. It's a god.
1: I'm just worried that they're gonna that we're done with pirates. Right? I've seen Merfolk, I've seen Dinosaurs. We haven't seen Vampires, I believe, on teasers. Yeah. And Vampires, again, kind of Hotly. reminiscent of what keeps going on, is that we've had Vampires in Ixalan, and we actually got Vampires on Innistrad. Well, can we then please get more Vampires again? Like, Can we continue themes so that Synergistic decks... Also make it to eternal formats. Like we randomly got a vampire lord in um in March. Nope, there There's Mission a vampire Aftermath. right
0: there. Is it? There's a vampire right there. Thank Right here on this art, unstable glyph bridge. That's 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 the conquistador armor. See,
1: it's a bit hard to see for me when you zoom in, but I think so. Yeah. So vampires, but like I thought, pirates was super cool in Exelon. And it was a fun standard deck, but it wasn't very good. Um
0: oh, there there's a better one. Better like yeah, there's a bunch oh, yeah, of them. Yeah, clearly, clearly. They're all falling and shit. So they it looks like they followed people into the Find the Core. Um
1: So, in a way, it's not a sequence to Ixalan, but all the factions are racing to one central point. <laughs> Brad, where have I heard that story before? <laughs> uh,
0: in all of history. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I mean specifically for magic sets. Oh, Most of them was about the race to the Golden City. So yeah, yeah. It was. If we're now just doing a race to the core of the Earth, you know, it's, it's... the
0: race to the bridge of Terabinthia.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm down. Right. Just including more... all
0: the broken necks.
1: <laughs> we could have. Um... This sounds like it could have a ascend again. You know again, please. Mm-hmm. Returning mechanics, um, so I can play with my old cards. I was sad that we didn't get energy in Brothers War, even though I wasn't surprised.
0: I would like explore again, please. I do yeah, like that explore mechanic is also a lot. A
1: fantastic mechanic.
0: Look at this big boy. Look at that. That's a raptor, apparently.
1: Like again, I'm excited for Eldraine, but I am. In a way, I am excited for Eldrain because when Eldrain releases, it means we are closer to the release of Exileon.
0: Yeah, and then there's this fucking thing. Holy shit!
1: What the fuck is that? The
0: gods are really cool looking.
1: I wonder if they have like inspiration from like, like real world things. Like, I can't say I'm very well well uh, well versed in my Mayan culture. So, uh, um, this this is I'm gonna I'm gonna Native call it American now. culture.
0: This guy is going to be Jund. This is a Jund god.
1: (laughs) How did you guess by animals and everything being on fire?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And the skull. You have have dinosaur arm, there's your green. You have fire, there's your red. Skull guy, black. Jund. There you go.
1: The ultimate Jund card.
0: (laughs) He is the ultimate Jund card. And then this is going to be... This is Naya. This is absolutely Naya.
1: Oh, Brad... Please tell me we're getting a Grixis god. These are both shards. Jun is a shard, Naya's a shard. Please give me a Grixis god.
0: This could I be just want more, I guess.
1: stupid dirtly nonsense.
0: No, you've sold feel me. it's like, Naya. I feel like Naya, because like the, the light and stuff, it's a monarch. Uh that feels white to me.
1: Or they're gonna pull an uh, they're gonna pull a Theros and just like gift like two cards out of a cycle and then tell us, yeah, the rest is there, they're just just not on cards.
0: I'm still <laughs> upset about that. I'm still upset that we don't have all of the fucking Titans from Theros. I'm just, gl-
1: I'm just glad we didn't get your custom designs.
0: <laughs> they were cool. <laughs> <laughs> fucking come on. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited for Ixelon. I'm it's it's probably gonna be the one I'm most excited for moving forward. I really yeah, like the original set.
1: We we didn't know the rest yet, right? We know Ixelon, we know Eldraine, and then I think it is a big question mark for the rest of the sets. Um, up come,
0: fuck. Upcoming... Fuck. coming magic... Oh, can't type. Sir. Upcoming magic Sorry. sir. Uh, yeah,
1: because it's just a release schedule for this year, and uh, Ixalan's the last set of the year.
0: Except all cookies. Thank you. Um, so we have Walls of Eldraine, all the Lost Caverns, and then, yeah...
1: And then we get Doctor Who.
0: Which, you know, Brad,
1: we want to end on one-on-one. You know, we haven't been going for that long yet. Um, there's one, like, I have one gripe with a bit of magic card design. And it has it has nothing to do with the text on the cards. It has to do with the fucking color of them. Can, Wait, can we on. just like the Magic: yeah, is... Gathering
0: twenty twenty four set He's at San Diego Comic Con. includes a colossal goose hydra.
1: Yeah, that's uh, I think it's doubling season. Is getting a reprint, and uh, those are those are spoiled. Uh, they're doing a whole okay. bunch of reset, uh, a whole bunch of reprints, and <clears> the <throat> like commander products. There's doubling season. There's smothering tithe. There's a whole bunch of those cards, and um, you know the, I've had some of my wee friends talk about them. The waifu tax is going to be paid. They've printed a bunch of anime art again. Um, but yeah, so... A thing that annoyed me when I saw the Doctor Who spoilers. Even though I don't know Doctor Who. I've never seen it. Um, I actually think a lot of the cards look kind of cool. Um, cool flavor, I think the art's well done, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But then there are the... I think it's like the TARDIS version or whatever of cards.
0: Oh, yeah, they're all blue-bordered. Brett, they're all blue.
1: Like, yeah. can we stop doing this? Can we stop making lands that all look like swamps? Then we go to Lord of the Rings, and all the lands are forests. And now we have these promos, and all the cards are blue. Like, <laughs> like, can we have some like accessibility in Magic? Like, it's, you know, like Magic is a pretty inaccessible game, mostly because it is so hard to get into, because it's such a complex game um you know and then they print commander sets and i've looked at your average commander precon and these cards seem like hard to play with like the toxic precon had um had infect cards in it but it's like but toxic and infect work differently right and that's that's gotta be complex for a new magic player and then they do shit like this too and it's like well now i don't even know what card my opponent is playing (laughs) like how am i supposed to keep up <clears throat> uh, yeah, if I'm I mean, they from someone the, and they have a bunch of the basics that all looks like swamps. Like, how the fuck am I supposed? What colors my opponent has up? is up? Do they have all black mana? Have they have they got? Have they got green? Have they got red? Do I need to ask them what all their basics are? Like, <laughs> it's stupid. Stop it. Same with double yeah. feature bullshit. All the cards are black and white.
0: I mean, the, these look amazing. They look like what they're representing, and they look oh, fantastic.
1: They look fucking great. Just stop it with this. Just color in the border.
0: <laughs> well, uh, okay. Well, I'm, now now I'm looking at it. It, they, they did try. So, you can see the yellow here for the multicolored. You see the green here for this being green, and then blue on this side. It's just not as easy to see. There's a bit of blue here, and then a red to show he's is it green and green and blue, yellow for multicolored again in oh, the music card. So blue and red. And this one's all white, all white, all red. Why don't
1: we just see it all at first glance, right? Like, the game is complex enough. I feel like visually, the game should be kept easier. And I feel like the last last year or years, they've been doing a very bad job at that. Wasn't it that they were hesitant to print... At least I thought there was something like... That they were hesitant to print all border cards, because especially the white ones were really hard to read. Because it was like light brown with white text on it or something Uh and it seems like they had that idea and then threw it out the window and now half the cards in the set are unreadable we had a cool gimmick for the phyrexian praetors and then we got a whole set where half the cards are potentially in phyrexian which is a language no one can read (laughs) it's yeah like if you get cards in spanish like whatever right but like Not saying that's easy, you should probably have a readable version on, but now you can open a pack of English Magic the Gathering cards, and there can be cards in there you can't read. Like, What's a new player going to do with that? I remember the first time I bought a Magic deck, and it had a Planeswalker in, and I was like, what the fuck does this card do? And it was in English, and I had a hard time understanding it. And now it's just like, I, I don't know these characters this card does plus one for Squiggly and minus three for different Squiggly. What the fuck does this card do?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's getting closer to the thing of uh, you know, I I play my Diet Pepsi against your uh, <laughs> your Hulk kind of thing, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So. Well. Like it, it was, I remember when we had Kaldheim, and I complained that like all these border treatments and stuff are so different, it feels like I'm playing five-card games at once. Like, visually. Um, And and then, like, later I kind of came back on that and I was like, ah, I don't care. It's kind of cool that every set has its own, like, aesthetic. And I still feel like that's kind of cool. So, like, I'm not opposed to, like, different unique border treatments for, like, really cool events or, like, special sets or, again, like, the Doctor Who one is probably going to have some sort of aesthetic. I think they even have a different... They have a different font, right, on the cards? Yeah, mm-hmm. but they have a very different font,
0: and that's kind <clears> of <throat>
1: okay. But you know, I literally part of part of my real life job is dealing with accessibility. So seeing these type of things piss me off. <laughs> it's like this is not accessible. This is my job fixing shit like this.
0: <laughs> You're not supposed to mix pleasure and work, Alex. <laughs> <clears throat> you don't shit but my me work eat. is a
1: combination. Of public space, you know, the thing I am also in most of the time, and accessibility. I literally walk out the door and I start thinking about my work, which I guess is bad, but.
0: Yeah, I don't think about my work when I'm at home. I just uh, completely separate entirely. It's like I I I walk walk down the the streets and I'm like, ooh, this
1: street is not, this part of the street is not wheelchair accessible. And then just, just like, stop thinking about it.
0: See, that's why I'm, I mean, I don't know. The thing I do is like I it steals people's fucking like water and shit. I'm, I'm in that that department for the county, and uh, you know when people are calling me all day going like, "Why is my water off?" I'm like, "You didn't probably didn't pay." I guess let me go look. Yeah, look at that. You didn't pay your bill, um, so it got turned off. Well, no one called me. I have a record here of seven different calls that we attempted over the last three days, none of which were answered. Is this the phone number? Yeah. Okay, well, they they called. Well, they didn't. No, nope, they did. They did do it. And so I mean, and then I, I go home and I'm like, I don't have to think about that.
1: Yeah, no, that I get
0: that. Not paying the bill, even when I see water running, I, I don't think about work because I'm like, yeah, it's not. I don't give a shit. Uh, I I've had. <clears throat> I I will say but but it's hard when your job
1: is judging the way the outside world looks and then you walk around the outside world and not judging it. (laughs) Like that's that's difficult.
0: Well, speaking of the outside world, I have to go touch grass again because I did yard work earlier, I have to finish it at some point. Also, I have to buy new shoes before I do that and I want to get there before they close. So Alex, it's been lovely. I love you. And appreciate you, just like our viewers. Let me stop this screen share, so I can see your face. Look at that! I can see Alex again.
1: My face, but larger now.
0: This is this is always fun. I'm always happy to do this. Hopefully, we can do it again. Uh, I mean, we did it a bit faster this time around. Was well, has it been a full month yet since the last episode? Roughly. Okay. Well, we're on. We're on the, base, the pace right? Of, I'm, gla- of, of I'm like glad. I'm glad that we uh,
1: set a target and we didn't immediately fail it. We did not not immediately
0: fail it. Look at that. (laughs) But of course, we love you. We appreciate you. You guys are the best. We always appreciate your support and things like that. Um, You can always uh, join the Patreon if you want to give extra little support. Alex is reminding me to say the Patreon names, which I'm going to have to pull up again just in case I have something wrong. Uh, Because I could go offhand. Fuck. I typed in patreon and then it it, it it pulled up an entirely different thing it we could never have this work correctly never in the world this is always the way it is hold on we're getting there all right patrons wait where do I see patrons hello oh my god there we go we have a thank you for Oyvind, Arno, Dwayne, Aaron, Will, Aaron, Patrick, Bridger, Sir Epic, and Janet. And of course, your friend over on now, formerly Anchor, now Spotify for podcasters, Kevin. There you go. I was. It's always you were thinking. This you were like, <laughs> no, true, I knew true. it was Kevin. Yeah, I forgot I, the bit. It, I forgot. Yes, the bit. you say Kevin. God damn it! Well, we love you. We love all of you. We appreciate you. Thank you guys so, so much for your support. And as my old pastor would say, may he look on you in favor and give you his peace. Amen. All that good stuff. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye, everybody. Well, bye, everyone. Oh yeah, I got to do the outro. Hold on.